0: Welcome to the self-help podcast a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being presented by entrepreneur edward lamb and psychotherapist sean orford for more information visit liveinthepresent.co.uk okay there we go hello welcome to episode 439 of the self-help podcast with me ed lamb and my a good pal sean orford how are you sean I'm
1: doing fine.
0: I'm good. How are you? Very good to see you. Yeah, I'm feeling feeling good, feeling fit as a fiddle, and I'm uh, I'm all set for for the onset of winter and a bit of uh, well, a well, bit of comfort eating perhaps and a bit of sitting sitting, getting cosy by the fire and all that.
1: <laughs> are you looking forward to? It?
0: Well, I am actually. Yeah, that kind of busy time has started at, uh, over in the UK, hasn't it? Well, we've just had Halloween and now now it's bonfire night coming up and. We've got, we seem to have loads of family birthdays around now as well, so lots going I on. Think there.
1: People split between, oh, I love the autumn <clears throat> and slumbering up by the fire and all that kind of stuff, to people, oh, I hate it, I'm not the summer, you know, oh, give me, give me it back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny. I mean, it's funny how we, we do have our favorite seasons, people don't we? I'm, I'm probably more of a spring summer kind of guy, really, but yeah, uh. Yeah, it's, it, autumn and winter comes around regardless, regardless, doesn't it? So maybe we can do a little yeah. bit to help people enjoy it. Re- yeah, enjoy it because uh, no point.
1: To me, basically. I, I, I so if it's warm enough for shorts and a t-shirt, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: same. <laughs> yeah. But we don't want people, you know, feeling like they're losing six months of the the year or their whole lives for the for the rest of their lives. So let's see if we can help them out. We're going to talk a little bit about. Avoiding winter weight and how we can kind of have a healthy relationship with food through the uh, through the the winter months, aren't we?
1: And it it is a case of it's not what happens, it's how we respond, which is the the bit that's important. Oh, so yeah. okay. We're going to, go through, going to go through some cold stuff, fine. So, what are we going to do to make it feel better? You know. Yeah. That's
0: the thing. All right. So, yeah. a quick uh, quick shout out to the website LivingThePresent.co.uk should be working. It was working last time I checked. Um, check it out for all the show notes and links, Sean's blog post and all previous episodes as well, as ever. Um, and yeah, do drop us an email if, uh, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in an upcoming episode. We always love to hear from our listeners. Um, what have you have been up to, Sean, then, before we get started? How's life?
1: <clears throat> um, it's, it's been like a social whirlwind in the sense that I don't know whether it is people are coming out mm. of the concept of COVID, but we've had lots of kind of family get-togethers, um, yep. which have been fun. Yeah, it's been good uh, and meals and things um so it's been quite a busy time like the the weekend seemed to have blurred into the weeks a bit yeah um so same <laughs> but yeah good
0: yeah. no well yeah it was half term for us last week as a family and uh lots lots of kids yeah. off so um we had a little trip down to Guildford to see some family there mm-hmm. and uh what else do we do? Uh, Legoland and all that stuff as well. So yeah, and I think I did. My, I might have mentioned it in last week's episode when we recorded actually that we had a little bit of time in just a couple of hours in Central London, just wandering around. It's like amazed, like amazed at the kind of such a, it's a such a culture shock. I'm not a country boy by any stretch, but like when, when you when you're used to spending your time knocking around in Liverpool and Birkenhead and this, you know suburban paradise of the world. That yeah the, the London can be a bit of a culture shock, can it?
1: Because <laughs> I was brought up in London. The thing that fascinated me was when you're in London, you can never see where the sky meets the land. There's always something in the way. Yeah. And when you go outside of London, it's like, wow, you can see distance. Mm. And, you yeah, know, yeah. that's a real treat to me. Uh, and when I go into London now, I feel a bit kind of closed in by it. Yeah. Because I can't see the open space. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, same. We were quite happy to mm. escape back to the burbs, but um, yeah, mm. amazing place. But uh, yeah, come on. What, what's uh, what's triggered this one then, Sean? We're talking about avoiding the winter weight.
1: <clears throat> well, I'm just aware of the fact that I, I've got people that are talking to me about going into winter mm. and the issues that come with winter. You know, like the the depression and all that kind of stuff. And with that comes the weight. But there's something that I'm very aware of. I don't want to sound too politically incorrect here. Um, but I'm just aware of how many people around me. I don't mean my family, I mean in the street when you're walking around and looking at everybody. It's like how big people are getting. Um, and that joke about, you know, are you are you doing the COVID 5K, which isn't the run, it's the weight that you've put on. Um, because people have been sat down doing nothing during lockdown, so I've seen people a, a lot bigger. And I know that as we go into winter, people are going to put on weight anyway. Um, most people do uh, unless you're a real kind of gym head then most people are going to put on you know half a stone a stone whatever and um, mm-hmm. but it, is the 5k that people put on during covid going to become the 10k by
0: the time we get to the spring you know?
1: um,
0: uh, yeah I mean I'm going to link to a couple of um, articles in a wikipedia entry just to kind of talk about how the UK is doing health-wise and obesity levels, that kind of thing, just so you can see that, yeah, it's not, it is not something that Sean's seen when he's out and about. It's, um, it's happening and it has been happening for a long time, you know, twenty thirty. Yeah, no, we, we're getting
1: bigger and bigger um, yeah. We
0: are collectively, you know, and yeah, so we, we don't yeah. want to point the finger at anyone or even people listening to this, they, they might be kind of, I don't know, feeling a bit uncomfortable. This isn't about kind of shaming, is it? This is about, uh, I mean, it is possible as well to be overweight and like deliriously happy as well, so... Um, (laughs) You know, there's probably a happy medium there, I would say.
1: I I think it's understanding the connection between food and mood, um, which is the key to weight, really. But we'll have a look at that as we go along here.
0: Uh, We will. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit to start with about the kind of natural cycle uh, in the kind of northern hemisphere, at least, for, because we are kind of designed, aren't we, or at least like... um, to, to put on a bit of bit of winter excess to, to get us through the, the winter season. So it, it's natural to put on a bit of weight, yeah, early. Yeah, but times there's it.
1: a but that. There's a but. As, as humans moved up from the equator and got into the colder regions, they developed this habit of, during the winter months, putting on more weight. So they had food, in effect. But also the, the fat kept you warm. Right now, that habit has stayed with us but we don't live outside in the cold anymore. You know, we live inside centrally heated houses, so we've got the habit without the need for it. So normally, um, any animals living in the north would put weight on in the autumn coming into winter, and they'd use those calories to burn off and keep themselves going until they got to the spring, and then they'd become slim again, you know. But we don't do that. What we've done is we we live in these isolated boxes that are at a temperature completely different to outside, but we still carry on with the behavior as though we were outside, which is why we put on the weight and we don't lose it.
0: Yeah, I'm just putting a link in in the show notes as well about how like lower temperatures can help lose help you lose weight. Um just on a bit of a whim, I was thinking about that then. It does look like there's quite a bit of research and information that you can look at. I did see an article yesterday or a tweet saying that the average or no it was the average the average uk home or some statistic about it has like an average temperature through the winter of 24 degrees uh, wow. and now it was, it was being posted That's as a not... it's it's very high yeah and it's been posted as a kind of from the environmental aspect saying that you know we're, we're wasting way too much gas mainly burning it to to heat our homes to kind of levels that we really don't need now beyond the environmental stuff i wonder and this looks like there's some interesting stuff to say that maybe if you drop. Drop your thermostat. Obviously, you'll save some money. You'll kind of do your bit for the environment. But maybe, maybe this could be also a little weight loss technique as well. Because I assume your your body will has to keep itself warm, has to burn burn energy to kind of yeah keep your yeah. core temperature up. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The the other thing is that if you are <clears throat> cold and you're outside and you shiver, the act of shivering actually burns calories.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that, and then that kind of brings us on to all sorts of things about. The actual act of being outside, whether you're going for a walk, a jog, you know, riding your bike, whatever, that kind of thing. Fresh air, you're burning energy in there in a a few different ways there, aren't you? I'm ticking a few boxes. When
1: When I was working in the Middle East, it was so hot that people would go from one air conditioning unit to the next, so that you go from the apartment to the car and then the car to the hospital and everything was air conditioned. The bits in between were really, really cold. Are really, really hot, (laughs) right? We do the reverse. We've got this hot environment, and we run through the cold to get into the car and get it hot, and then we run out of the car and get into the office because it's hot. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it's the reverse thing, really. Uh, Which which it is. I I mean, the the biggest thing for me, and and, I mean, you're you're identifying it in uh, with your attitude to riding bikes and walking, getting around places is as soon as the weather starts to get a bit dodgy people say i'm not going out i'm going to stay in so i mean and that that idea that there's, it's never the wrong weather it's just the wrong clothes yeah there's you
0: know i mean I'm would, would, you,
1: would you ride your bike in the pouring rain would you
0: um i would yeah I, I did yesterday in fact i mean it was pretty torrential yesterday so i've um uh, took the kids to school on the bike and uh yeah yeah, and I was out I was out three times yesterday and we had torrential rain on and off all day, so it's just habit yeah. for me. It, it, like to get around on a bike is just like completely habitual for me, and I guess that brings me on to that. that it's the same with food. For a lot of people, what we eat and our kind of patterns of, of eating throughout the year or daily habits are very habitual, aren't they? And as we know, mm. habits are very hard to to break.
1: <clears throat> mm. Yeah, the magic about about a, a habit is that it's become part of your behavioural pattern. So it takes no no kind of energy, no power, no willpower, nothing. Just do it. You don't even think about it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. To change habits where you have to bring the willpower and the effort in to make it different.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I went to the cinema last night and I met a couple of mates beforehand to have some food. And uh, we all arrived at various different points. I travelled the furthest as it happened. Um, I, but I, I rode my bike and, and kind of, it's always like they both drove cause they're just, that's the, like the mentality and the habit for them. Um, mm. and they, we had a brief discussion at the start about it. And yeah, I think they thought that they think that I'm, I do it kind of just to kind of prove a point a lot of the time. And there might've been a, might've been a time when I was doing that really. Cause when I was trying to break the habit of using a car to tra- to like you know, transport me really like pathetically short distances, um, mm. but I have tried to explain and it's not that anymore. It's just to, to like leave the house and grab my bike is just like completely second nature now. Yeah. Um, and it took time to get there, but yeah, like I say, it's it's, it's just, it's just dead natural now. And I guess the same is, is for kind of the food that we reach for from the cupboards as well. Right. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but the thing is that when we go into the winter, people's carb intake increases,
0: right?
1: But I think this is what's been happening in, uh, in lockdown, um, which is why people put on so much weight, is that when your serotonin levels <clears> in your brain drop so that you, you feel a bit blue, blue yeah, uh, we automatically crave carbohydrates because carbs make the brain secrete serotonin so we feel better, which is the comfort <clears> food. <throat> yeah, so we do it in the winter naturally because we need the carbs um, and we've lost the sunlight. So serotonin levels are dropping. So we don't go for the cars. But when people have been sat at home feeling really kind of depressed and they got COVID itis, as in, oh, I am all this, you know, and working from home, people have been eating more carbs. And yet, like I said, you can just walk around the streets and see it. Um, and there's a fashion for tighter clothing for people to wear. Um, and it makes the weight gain even more obvious because of the tighter clothing, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it depends so. how tight, but yeah. <clears throat>
1: mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fascinating world we live in, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about how, how do we. I mean, it's hard enough for me to like try to convince people to ride a bike every now and again for short trips. But speaking about uh, getting people to change their diet and perhaps thinking about losing weight, you know, with, within families and, and, you know, close friends. That's, that's a really tricky subject to, to, to broach, isn't it, and to kind of bring up because it's quite, it backfires quite easily. So is it is there any hope for kind of asking friends and family or is it just something that has to kind of come from with, within at some point?
1: <laughs> There's something called Kuei's law of reversed effort, where when you approach something the wrong way, mm. you create the reverse effect. So if, if you tell someone that they're a fat bloater and they need to lose weight, they'll feel so depressed, they're going to need more food. Um, <laughs> okay. That's that kind of thing. Um Mm -hmm. but the easiest way to do things I think is by example. It's like if you're prepared to get off your butt and go and do stuff and people say, Are you really running that? Oh wow. Yeah. Or if you're actually losing the weight. And I think that's where icons do come in. So um Davina McCall.
0: That's through here, man. Hold that thought, Davina McCall. I got
1: it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Sorry about that.
1: That's quite all right.
0: Uh, did you get budget? Hey,
1: did you get everything that you needed? I think so. <laughs> yeah, a whole
0: truckload of uh, carbs just been delivered. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all
0: right. What were you saying then? You would. I think you were just getting onto icons and Davina. Do you want to pick up there and I'll I'll, I'll carry yeah, on.
1: Davina, oh, who's quite a iconic character because she's been through her own issues. I mean, the whole issues of addiction for her. Are very public, they're not um, private. Um, and she's overcome all kinds of things. But what she's managed to do, probably a little bit addicted to it, like we all get to whatever our behaviors is, um, she's, she's now lost loads of weight and is very kind of lithe and muscular. Um, but she's quite a good icon, you know. So, and I think that it's those kinds of things that, that are more likely to make people change you know, if, if they can see people around them or people that they know that are changing, then it, it makes it possible for them. You know? Yeah,
0: yep, definitely. So yeah, look around and yeah, look, look for kind of inspiration about people that are, yeah. uh, have kind of yeah. achieved that change. I mean, every now and again, you do see like, in fact, I met someone, um, I was at Claremont farm recently, which is like a, a farm shop cafe near to us. Um, and, uh, I was I, walk, I was just kind of walking around with the lads, just kind of kicking around, waiting for the food to come, and uh, spoke to a couple who'd arrived on bikes. So we were kind of eyeing up their. Uh, one of them had an e-bike, so I was like, "Oh, nice, nice bit of kit." Uh, and it turned out that this this chap had lost twelve stone through through lockdown.
1: Twelve but, stone.
0: Well, wow. yeah, and uh, it, it, you know he, he he looked. I don't want to actually. I don't want to guess, but I would say he was probably about. 13, 14 stone maybe when I saw him. So, you know, you could tell mm. he was, he must have been, whoa, like really huge. So one of those stories of just like a crazy, crazy weight loss, um, amazing, like inspirational. And yeah, mm. you know, you'd feel, I think he kind of felt like he'd been reborn a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so we, I used a, to work
1: on a, on a weight loss program um, for a, a major drug company, which I would not identify. I worked on identify the drug. I, um but it was uh, a lipase inhibitor, so that if you ate any fat, it just went straight through you. Okay. So uh, any fats would come out of your, your bottom like olive oil kind of thing, um, which was quite horrible. Um, but the big people on that program <laughs> were thirty plus stone. Thirty-seven mm. was the biggest person I ever worked with. Wow. Um, and they did phenomenal weight loss. You know, if you got someone at thirty-seven who gets down to twenty. That's like 17 stone. Like they've nearly halved their weight. Um, and most of us will see 20 stone as being pretty big, you know, mm-hmm. um, but being able to get to be able to lose it like that. But it's lovely when you see someone, mm-hmm. and I presume they managed to do that just through exercise, was it? Exercise uh-huh. and diet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was a range of things. We only briefly chatted about that, but um, the the e bike was actually one of the things. So yeah, um, even with the motor there, that was just giving him that impetus to kind of be out and about and uh, a lot more than he he, he could have. So uh, yeah, so we we are we do have these stories. You don't have to go to kind of find someone with a million or ten million Instagram followers. There are there are, there are people right around the uh, or probably just around the corner from you that you can take inspiration from as well. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, 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 and th- th- in fact, th- there's a guy I don't know his name, but he started walking here about two years ago, and he was pretty big, an older chap. Um, and he is—he must have down there halved his body weight. Um, and whereas when he first started walking a couple of years ago, because I can see the road from where I sit here, I see people walking past, and he wouldn't be moving too fast. But I've noticed, particularly uh, later this summer. He was actually got quite a trot on. He was,
0: you know, moving and lost loads away. Incredible. Cool. I mean, and we should also admit yeah. that, like you, you and I, Sean, we look, we love our food, don't we? Like massively. So it's, mm. it's you don't have to kind of neg- like neg- like forego a relationship with with food because like for me, like food is one of the, like the number one reasons for being alive on planet Earth. Like good food, you just yeah, can't yeah, be. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah you, you don't need to starve food, yourself yeah. or yeah live on, like, cardboard or just crackers for the rest of your life, do you?
1: No, no. And and that's the bit that's really important, is that it's not what you eat, it's kind of how much you eat. So you can eat some really lovely food, but just don't pig out on it. It's the thing. I mean, one of the worst things on the planet for me is that, if uh, if we're sat on the sofa and a big bag of crisps appear, well they don't make little bags anymore. They're like sort of pillowcases full of crisps, and 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 whatever <laughs> it is that they put on those crisps, they become Moorish. And before you know it, the whole bag's gone if you're not careful. So in the end, it's like, can you take those away from me? Because I'm going to eat more if you just leave them there.
0: Then- yeah, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't get any food at the cinema last night. I just kind of we just eaten so but it's, it's quite easy to get a bucket full of popcorn, isn't it? And the drinks drinks now are like massive. There must be like a litre's worth of Coca-Cola you can buy for crazy prices, but that's, that's what, you know, it's easy, easy to do in it.
1: And what was it like in the cinema in terms of, of COVID and distancing and masks and all that kind of stuff? Nothing?
0: Nothing, nothing, no, um, no, the, the Odeon Bromber, it's it's, always, it's it's kind of rebuilt it's it's like a they're all all the seats now are those fancy ones that recline and stuff so. oh, right
1: yeah yeah so you got more space around you
0: there is a lot more space just naturally um but mm-hmm. yeah it's uh you know life's back to normal in it so yeah uh, crack on <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess that's going to be another kind of potential set of uh um i've got people that i know in in friends and family in the circles that are quite nervous still about getting on trains and public transport or going to places like the cinema. So, uh, yeah, blimey. Strange times, eh?
1: Yeah, well, we, we've been being good um, in, um, in an Ed sense. So that um, when we've had to go to Liverpool, we tend to get on the train, he says. Um, and that's quite interesting because, uh, I mean, it's so much easier than actually driving, I mean, apart from being crazy cheaper, but um, they, um, uh, the amount of people on the trains, I mean, virtually no one wears masks anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's weird. I think, it, I mean, yeah, I don't think I did last time I was on the train last week. And I think part of it is kind of, um, you're just kind of responding to what everyone else is doing. So there's obviously a, there's a tipping point, isn't there, that if a certain number of people are wearing masks, everyone will do it. And then, if a certain number of people aren't doing it, then everyone kind of follows suit and just says, "Oh, I don't want to be the odd one out." So uh, again, it's psychology at play, isn't it? You must be loving it everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fascinating stuff. But, I mean,
1: I I wear a mask um, by virtue of what I do because I I know about you know the effects and 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 the point about wearing a mask isn't to stop getting it, it's to stop giving it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's, yeah. Um, but um, so I, I automatically put masks on. When I go in, in places or get on the train. But people look at you like you're odd at the moment. If you've got a mask on, it's like, going and on. No, no. You know, it's that kind of attitude, like you're messing your <laughs> side down by the like mask.
0: You know? uh, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's getting colder. I've got a, a scarf that is a, a wraparound thing. So it doubles as a face covering. So uh, is that what they
1: call it a snood.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It is a kind of snood, but it's a really thick, chunky, beautiful, like woolen one. So. Uh, it's really cosy to wear I like wearing it in the winter anyway but mm. doubles as a whew, little face covering yeah. Through, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, anyway yeah, a bit off good. topic there so uh, just to kind of summarise then if, as, as winter approaches now because we're not we're not in winter quite yet but it will start cooling down what what kind of tips should we, yeah,
1: no, we we get this everyone says no winter doesn't start until the 21st of December as far as your body is concerned the change of the clocks going back is enough to start kicking it okay yeah So I I reckon we're looking at the end of October for the beginning of our emotional winter.
0: Ah, okay. Interesting. Yep.
1: So when you go into October, November, it's light at the moment. Now, whether this is going to continue, I mean, it was pouring with rain yesterday. It's it's bright sunshine today. If we go into the dark in November, by the end of November, the depression starts. That's when people are going, Oh, and that's when you've got to get your body moving. Get off your butt and go and do something to get your system and to get your endorphins and your hormones flowing
0: yeah so it's about that balance (laughs) because you know food will deliver an emotional hit as well you know a good bowl of pasta will deliver that certain kind of chemistry but if you you need to combine it with some getting up getting off your backside and doing stuff as well
1: yeah if you go for a run um 20 minutes of running can have a similar effect to being out in the sun for like a few hours yeah, and if you're running in the sun as well, you've got a double hit. You know? Yeah. And by running, I don't mean sprinting. I mean, as long as you're having a trot or a jog, getting your heart rate up, that's the point. Mm-hmm. It takes 20 minutes of a high heart rate to get your brain to release the, the chemicals that you need.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, what what, res- what resources have you got then, Sean?
1: Well, I, I'm sticking in two. I'm i I'm sticking in, in the beach recording, which is on the... Um, on the site for sleep, because the, the the other thing that happens is sleep pattern goes out, and that's one of the reasons why we start eating food as well. But if you if you read the blog, it's all in there, um, and uh, and the couch to five k to get you up and going, so the beach to get you to sleep, and then the couch to get you up and 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 get your system working, you know, yeah.
0: Cool. I'm going to link to it, um, well a couple of videos. One in the show notes about fasting, about the five two diet that that, that BBC. Mm-hmm michael what's his face I Mozed. yeah, Mozed, so yeah. Uh, that, yeah. It, and then there's a ted talk about intermittent fasting it's it's not something i kind of practice like through through like choice but i've, I've kind of realized that the, the time the amount of time i spend eating through a day is quite short because i don't have any breakfast so mm. um yeah and, and it kind of got me thinking about intermittent fasting and there's some, some quite interesting stuff around that so have a look at it yeah Obviously, the caveat that you know, just you know, we all we all have different metabolisms, don't we? And uh, maybe yeah. get some do- advice from yeah. your doctor before you make any big changes. I, I had
1: one one guy I worked with who went from uh, twenty seven down to a uh, stone down to eighteen stone on um, uh, the 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 uh, couch no on the five two
0: five two diet.
1: That, yeah, it took it took him about eighteen months, but he 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 lost that just and just eating ordinarily. The other days, as he would have done, but just having those two days has made the difference huge.
0: Cool, yeah, brilliant. All right, Sean. Well, um, yeah, we'll leave it there, and uh we'll catch up again next week, eh?
1: Yep, sounds good to me. Take okay. it easy. See you later. Easy. See ya. Bye. Bye.